0: Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on Fox Radio 850, KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and carried nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. Two hours of interviews and features, plus questions and comments about this one-day-at-a-time adventure in personal recovery as we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. And now, Recovery Coast to Coast is on the air.
1: Here's your host, Neil Scott. Welcome back once again. We're on the road for Recovery Coast to Coast. I'm Neil Scott. The program Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. We're coming to you from the 39th Annual Addiction Leadership Conference down here in Austin, Texas. Our broadcast is made possible by Sundown M Ranch, just outside of Yakima, Washington, successfully treating adults, adolescents, and families for nearly 50 years. It's where recovery becomes reality be. Okay. The executive director of NAATP, the National Association of Addiction Treatment Providers, is kind enough to stop by. Uh, He is now going into his third year with NAATP, and and he reminded me that he was on the job about five minutes when he did the the first interview. Marv, thank you for stopping by. Thank you, Neil. It's a pleasure. What a great, I don't know whether it was you who said it or someone early on, this is the best of times, this is the worst of times. But yet we come together, we coalesce, as a field and together we can move on and do the things that need to be done at this very critical juncture in our history.
0: So true. That is true and I did say that in my opening the sort of Dickensian best of times worst of times but we really need to acknowledge the elephant in the room in terms of what is wrong but also at the same time recognize what is right and the best of times is powerful stuff because what we mean by that is we know how to treat addiction we know it works And that's a heck of a toolkit to have. So we can do this. We've just got to work through some issues.
1: For those unfamiliar with the National Association of Addiction Treatment Providers,
0: what what is the membership breakout? Give us a thumbnail, if you would. Sure. Well, over the years, it's grown from a handful of treatment centers that came together in 1978, 39 years ago, to, uh, to say to each other, hey, look, we're doing this around the country. Let's not do it separately. Let's not just be competitive. Let's help each other. There's plenty of need for treatment. And so let's work together and, and make that happen. And it's grown uh, steadily since then to now what are about 800 treatment campuses in the United States. And they range in care and delivery types, but the core of NAATP membership has always been the residential treatment model where people can go to begin their journey of recovery. What has evolved in 39 years is our better understanding of the chronicity of addiction and the need for the entire continuum of care. So our members and our concern is the entire continuum of care from uh, intake through the through a life of recovery so, that frequently starts in a residential treatment program. It has
1: been an up and down ride throughout 39 years. Uh, I did some work with NAATP in year one with Michael Q. Ford. Hmm. Uh, I worked with Michael at uh, NCA before it got its DD uh, and, and watched the ups and downs. And right now with your being in your position, uh, it, it's the best I've felt about this
0: organization probably ever. Well, that's kind, and I'm, I, I like hearing that. We are um, united in our vision and our mission and our objectives, and that's, that's the key. I've been given, as an executive director, the opportunity to succeed by a board of directors that's very clear about what we're doing, um, and what we are mostly clear about uh, these days is doing it right. You know, when we talk about the difficulties and the ups and downs, there has always been uh, profiteering. At, at different levels folks folks get into this for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. you know as a, as opposed to the the desire to heal but it is bad right now the influx of capital and the ironically the recognition of our disease what we what, what here's the thing at one point in time what we said was look if we could get people to understand that this is a disease a chronic brain disease and we could create a payment source for people to use it I don't know, such as the Affordable Care Act, well, we'd be good, wouldn't we? Well, um, there's a lot of issues there, but but with that came profiteering at a level we've probably in 39 years never seen it before, and so um, what we have to do is, first and foremost, clean up our own side of the street. We have to be able to say to the world, if you are part of this organization, the National Association of Addiction Treatment Fighters, you are clean. You do this for the right reasons. And if that's not the case, we don't want you in our fellowship, to be quite frank. The,
1: the organization continues to grow. I believe 80 new members in the last year. Yeah, it's great
0: to see that because what happens is folks and there's a lot of new people in here that don't really know the history. I mean, we've got folks in this in this room who uh, can connect themselves to the writing of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in 1939. Their families and their tradition go back that far. That's true, that's not a metaphor. But we also have people that don't even know what that is, don't even know what we're talking about. And so when we have a conference and we talk about what we do and why we do it, and people see Something special here. I think they want to be part of it. And since we said that last year at the Florida conference, 80 new, 80 new provider members have joined our ranks. Why join NAATP? Well, to be part of, to be part of the solution, and to have access to the best minds in the business. You can't do this by yourself. You can't get. I've heard you can't get sober by yourself. You need help, and you can't run a, a successful uh, treatment program that is truly useful all by yourself. And so that's what professional society. Do they bring us together? They recognize that there's competition, but that they, but but most importantly, by coming together and sharing our experiences, our successes and our failures, and trading that information, that's how you thrive, and everybody thrives, and and a high tide raises all boats, and all of that, it really is true. So you belong here. There's lots of benefits. I can give you a whole list. Go online at nwatp.org and look at that list. But at the honestly, you belong to be part of and to be part of the solution.
1: Marv Ventrell joining us uh, for a few few moments on Recovery Coast to Coast. He is the Executive Director of the National Association of Addiction Treatment Providers. One of the things that uh, probably the biggest topic of calls that I get at the radio station from around the country is, how do you find a good treatment program? I always say, go to NAATP and be sure they are a member.
0: Yeah, and thank you for that. I think that what you have to do, this is a really big issue, because addiction is confusing to pretty much everybody outside of the business. And it's a hard disease to understand. It is a biological, psychological, social, and spiritual disease. And in order to get treated for it, in order to have a chance of success, you have to go somewhere that understands that and that has competent, caring professionals that can implement that. And so how do you find that? If you're in crisis, if you are the person who's suffering as the addict or alcoholic, if you're not in a place to make very good judgments. And if you're part of the family, you're in crisis. So families are very vulnerable and don't know what to do. On top of which, these profiteers are putting 800 numbers on our TV and telling us to call this number. It's not even a dang treatment center. So how do you, how do you know? Well, you got to make sure they're licensed. You should make sure that they're accredited by by CARF or the Joint Commission or another accrediting body. Then come to us and see if they're a member and learn about the indicia of good care. What does a good care program look like? And I want to say this, I don't want to hurt anybody who's new to the business because we want new and good to come in. But how long you've been doing this, what your reputation is, and how long your staff have been there and been loyal is huge. Absolutely. You know, if every every, uh, counselor that comes to your center lasts six months and goes somewhere else or the center online doesn't even tell you who their people are or where they are, that's a red flag, folks. Yeah. One of the things you
1: said in your opening remarks, you alluded to possibly an enhanced credential. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Tell me about that. So so over the last couple of years, uh, aware of the um, inappropriate business practices that are hurting our profession and hurting people, we've enhanced our enforcement, if you will, that might not be the right word, of ethics. We're not a policing body. We're a professional society that comes together to do well together. But uh, in order to promote better practices and best practices, we adopted an ethics code, and that's good. It provides good guidance, but everybody doesn't want guidance. So the next thing we did was was complete a complaint process. So if the NAATP member appears to be violating our own ethics code, you report that provider to us, and we look into it, and if they don't fix the problem, they're asked to leave. Okay, good progress. Not enough. It's still going on. So now we have adopted what we're calling the QCCP, the Quality Control Consumer Protection Initiative, and as part of that... We are developing a indicia of highest quality of business practice called preferred provider status. That's just a working title. We're not there mm-hmm. for sure yet, but what we're trying to do is get to the heart of this thing, which is something that will tell people this is a good center, that you can rely on this.
1: I've noticed here, uh, and I think you mentioned the term aging out, there's a lot of old timers here and there's a lot of new people coming into the field. Is there any sort of a mentoring program uh, t- to work with the newcomers?
0: Well, I think that being part of Double No, I mean, that's a really good question. I I, I kind of think, oh, that's, Neil's got a good idea there. Maybe we should actually have a formalized apprenticeship mm-hmm. or, or process like that. And let me think a little bit more, bit more about that. But what I'll tell you is it happens... Not by osmosis, but by participation. If you want to get good at this, if you really want to understand your work, hang around us, hang around, heck, people like you, Neil, who know the history the way you do. Hang around folks that have been at Hazelden or Karen uh, for, for 30 years. And so just by being part of this process and listening and knowing that you don't know everything, you might not know much at all, There is a kind of a mentoring that occurs. And the other thing I would say is there is a tradition within our profession to help you come along. So if you are new and you want to learn, we'll teach you. We're visiting
1: with Marv Ventrell at the NAATP Leadership Conference, 39th Annual Conference down here in Austin. A great conference, 600 plus attendees. Yeah, we might have hit 700
0: today, which for this venue, you know, we did not, I mean, Austin's (laughs) a wonderful place. I love it here, but it's not as big a draw as say, you know, uh, one of the tier one conference cities or South Florida. So we're thrilled with the number. We think it says something about what we're doing and about about what's going on in the field.
1: 110 exhibitors with a waiting list of 25.
0: Yeah, they're kind of upset with us. There's about 25. So I said, "Hey, you know, this is good. You know, we're going to try to get a bigger exhibit hall next year, but you got to get in early." You snooze, you lose. That's right. And you've got 55 sponsors. Yeah, 55 sponsors. Real generous folks. Our big group of sponsors are Karen Hazen and Betty Ford, Awakening's Cumberland Heights and NSM Insurance, plus a whole lot more. They're all part of the same team. Yeah, you know, it's true. That sounds idealistic to folks, but... um collaboration and collegiality make us all better and the folks who've been around for a long time understand that we have to
1: do a better job because frankly the eyes of america right now are on
0: us you know there used to be a stigma on addiction itself There still is to some extent but to a large degree people don't demonize addiction the way they used to they recognize it as a disease and the stigma is not so much around addiction the stigma is hmm. now around addiction treatment because yeah. of the bad actors that paint us uh, all with a bad brush, and it's really a very small minority of providers who are who are who are doing these these uh, inappropriate things. But um, it's what the public hears about. Yeah,
1: and it's, it's analogous to when a celebrity gets drunk; it makes news. When a celebrity stays sober, it's not front <laughs> yes. page news. No,
0: that's right. And
1: and um, when we do a good job, unfortunately, it's not. Front page news, but let one bad apple.
0: Yeah, no, it's true, and they are serious infractions. So we really do need to do things about them. You know, we we all read about some of the things that are happening in South Florida, but what I'll tell you is that the other thing that's happening in South Florida is law enforcement and regulatory folks are responding pretty yeah. well. And it's not just South Florida. Southern California is a yep. hotbed of problematic yep. practices. Absolutely. And and you know what? Uh, NAETP is headquartered in Denver, and it's going on in Colorado too. Mm.
1: NAATP, the National Association of Addiction Treatment Providers. Uh, We're here in Austin. Marv Ventro, the executive director, joining us for a few moments. It's been a great conference, a lot of awards. We just came from a luncheon where well, you get pretty emotional about a guy by the name of Carl Kester.
0: Yeah. So I was given the privilege of taking over this association as the fourth tenured director in our 39-year history two years ago. And we've been successful because of a team. And Carl Kester is the president and CEO of Lakeside Milam in the Seattle, Washington area. And he's the board chair that I inherited. And I am a lucky man. Wow, you certainly are. (laughs) He is just one of those people. At his core is integrity. Yeah, you know, and and and, um, and he's not out for himself. He is truly dedicated to this proposition of of raising all of us to the best level of practice we can get to. And and he's also a very organized and smart man. He is. So I've been gifted with a board chair who knows what the heck he's doing.
1: But change is self evident, and now you've got a new chairman coming in.
0: Yeah, Art Vanderveer. I guess, you know, these are good people. Art Vanderveer is the CEO of La Hacienda Treatment Center in Hunt, Texas, one of the most well-respected treatment programs Mm -hmm. in the country. So I'm I'm very fortunate to have Art uh, as well.
1: Tell me about the challenges going forth, uh, short-term and long-term.
0: Short-term, one year. What are the challenges between now and Denver next year? Well, the challenges are primarily in this business practice area. Mm-hmm. I would say that there are a handful of challenges or, or focus areas. Um treatment centers struggle with revenue methods. That that continues to be an issue. How do you get paid for the services that you provide? and And what does that look like in terms of working the insurance uh, process, utilization review? That's an ongoing reality. Another p- issue for our centers is staffing. It is difficult to to acquire and retain quality staff. Another issue on the substantive level is this ongoing challenge, and it's a good challenge to balance uh, science and spirituality. We all know the of this concept of mat medication assisted treatment Mm -hmm. and so um, uh, what we need to do is balance that we need to understand the science of of brain disease and how pharmacology helps but we can't throw away the psychosocial spiritual work that has to go along with that so the challenge is to say to the spiritual side, embrace science. The, on the other side to the, to the physicians and the pharmacology people to say there's more to it than a pill. And, we, and the beauty is if we bring these things together, folks, it works. If you integrate the entire continuum of toolkit that we have, people have the best chance of getting well that they've ever had in the history of treating this. Basically, you're saying keep an open mind. Keep an open mind and be balanced in our thinking. And, you know, we're pendulum swing thinkers as policymakers. We go all the way to one side, we go all the way to the back, and we need more balance. So that's the challenge. The last thing I would say is this business environment. So uh, we talked about the QCCP, but that's the challenge for the field. And as an association, creating a workable and effective program around that is what we will be hard at work What about at. in the long term? Well, it's it's the same. I guess what we I want to make sure that as we make as we evolve. So let's talk about the evolution of treatment as as treatment evolves that it brings with it the best of what has worked historically and and continues to embrace What's out there because we realize we know only a little. I believe it was last year you rolled out the new website. Yeah. Which is wonderful. And just recently you've added M2M. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you noticed. And it's even got a logo M2M is member to member. So what we what we heard from our members is that they needed a meaningful platform in which to dialogue on a deep substantive level, not social media nonsense. I don't mean to knock social media right, entirely. Certainly. There's good information out there, but this is not a tweet, and this is not a little Facebook photo of your food, um, or or even a LinkedIn uh, discussion uh, where people are trying to sell you something. Yeah. Nobody's trying to sell each other anything on M to M. So M to M is exclusive is a, an exclusive online platform for our provider. Members, uh, it gives them the opportunity to go online and ask hard questions uh, and find out what their colleagues are doing. So if you're having trouble integrating medication-assisted treatment with your spiritualists, you can say, "Hey, Ashley Treatment Centers, what's been your experience with that? What did you do?" and and they respond. and It's a it's a nice professional dialogue platform. And it is a terrific membership benefit. Absolutely, I would want it. You know, I you know how who can I talk to? to help me with this, and how can I help others? Marv Ventrell joining us uh, tonight on
1: Recovery Coast to Coast. Want to wrap things up by uh, saying, what are the takeaways from this conference in
0: your mind? Collegiality we got to we, we got to compete but we got to be nice to each other folks <laughs> i really i mean that sounds kind of easy maybe neil but but it really is collegiality and and how we're moving forward in an aggressive way with the enforcement of ethics yeah. so they go together yeah be kind to each other but if you're not we're going to ask you to stop and we can't give away something that we don't have we have to be the we have to be we have to have a clean house in order to tell others how to behave and so let's do that coming up on 40 next year 40 in denver may 20 through 22 at the Omni Interlocking Resort on the Boulder Turnpike. It's going to be great. Out Mark there. your calendar.
1: I can't wait. Yeah, We'll have you there. Marvin Trout joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. We're going to take a short time out. We'll be back with more.